A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth, so he said to Samuel, Go to sleep. And if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. I've waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me and heard my cry, and he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Sacrifice or offering you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocausts or sin offerings you sought not, then said I, Behold, I come. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me to do your will, O my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips, as you, O Lord, know. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've been mesmerized uh, by this gospel this week, my whole life. Uh, where did 
Andrew and John go to stay with Jesus that that day at four in the afternoon. Where was Jesus staying? I like to imagine it was a cave. It was a cave out in the wilderness off the Jordan River. Uh, You know, the the Middle East and uh, the Holy Land is filled with caves, and we hear about caves constantly throughout the scriptures. Uh, Jesus was born in a cave in Bethlehem, in the fields of Bethlehem. Uh, Jesus went often during his ministry at night to pray in one of the caves outside of the village. Uh, Jesus, um, Lazarus was buried in a cave. Jesus was buried in a cave. Even in the Old Testament, I mean, uh, Abraham buried his beloved wife, Sarah, in a cave, um, in a specific cave that he he sought for her. And uh, David spares Saul's life in a cave. Elijah has a vision of God in a cave. Uh, there's a scene with Joshua where he, he traps five five uh, kind of enemy kings in a cave. So it's it's this cave where Jesus is staying that he invites Andrew and John to be with him. And it's a cave of transformation. It's a crucible. They're, they become different men, Andrew and John do. Now, they were devout. They were followers of John the Baptist, but Jesus takes them to the next level. So in this cave at four in the afternoon, um, which is probably when Jesus was buried um, in, in the cave, him having died at three in the afternoon, Andrew and John converse with the Lord. They listen to him. They see the face of God and they fall in love. This changes them forever, and then they leave the cave, and they go out, and they get their brothers to have the same experience. And they invite Peter and James, and now we have a core of apostles in the cave. And then they'll all go on and do the same. And so the chain reaction of discipleship is begun here in the cave, and it's never ended. You know, And here I am, and you are you know, disciples of that, that cave experience, falling in love with Jesus, getting others whether it's our family members, our children, our parishioners, to do the same. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful experience. We want to enter into that cave. Now, you know, sometimes we have a vision or imagination of a cave is it's kind of like a big, wide open entrance. Um, but you know, often caves, especially again in, in Israel, they were hidden, and you can get you could get into them only through like a very narrow slit. Um, and so you had to kind of squeeze through, you know, turn your body. Or they, the entrance was on the bottom of the ground, and again, just a little narrow slit. So you had to get in your belly, on your belly, and kind of crawl through. What does that mean? It means you can't take anything with you: no food, no extra clothing, uh, no weapon of defense, whatever. So, you know, these these men, Andrew and John, and then James and Peter. They are, they are the priests, and this is what a priest does. He enters into the cave with nothing. You know, as a Catholic priest, I, I go into this place alone with God and with no food, but I'm fed on the Lamb of God. He is the bread of life. Uh, with no you know, money or, or clothing, uh, but I'm, I see the face of God. No entertainment, but, but his sacred heart, and that gives me what I need. No past, no future, just the present moment. Total reliance, total dependence on God. And that's the best place to be. And I'm here as a witness to that. Being in the cave with the Lord is is pure joy. 
in this cave here uh, 2,000 years ago, what Jesus did was he's creating the first priests. Now, the priesthood, as you know, had existed in the Old Testament. There were what was called the Levitical priests. I mentioned this uh, recently. Uh, these were, this was a hereditary line, the tribe of Levi. Their job was to be in the temple in Jerusalem, ministering to God, offering worship on behalf of the people. So theirs was a, if you imagine like a vertical relationship, okay, they're, they're communing with God, they're offering on behalf of the people. That's what the Levitical priests did. But then you also had, you had prophets and rabbis or teachers. So the prophets like Samuel in our first reading, all the other prophets, Elijah and so forth, and, and the teachers, the rabbis, they, they explain the law and the prophets, you know, t- teach people about the will of God, try to get them on the, the right path. So theirs is more of a, her, a vertical, I'm sorry, a horizontal relationship. The priest, the Levite is the vertical. The prophet, the teacher is the horizontal. Two different roles, however. The prophet and the, and the rabbi weren't Levites. They were of different tribes. What Jesus does in this cave is he, he kind of abolishes that, that distinction and he, he fuses the two together, the vertical and the horizontal, which, by the way, forms a cross. And so the the priest of the new covenant, the apostle, the Catholic priest, is the one who, what has that vertical relationship with God, he's in the cave alone, abandoning everything, total surrender to God, knowing the heart of God like no one else knows. But then he leaves the cave, and what goes out and preaches, teaches, gets others to enter into the cave, again, like Andrew and John did when they left the cave and found their brothers. So my role as a priest, again, spend most of my life in the cave, and I, I literally do that. And to the world, it's a waste of time, but you know, we don't have the eyes of the world. And then I go out and I try to, try to get you all to do the same. Okay, I preach to you here you know, in church, you Catholics, trying to, again, encourage you and, and really convince you that like, the cave is where you wanna be, alone with God in prayer celebrating the mass specifically you know the the experience of church is why we lift up the host and say the lamb of god and if you go to saint paul the cross parish you know it's fitting like the altar area which is known as an apse it looks kind of it resembles sort of like a cave you know it's rounded and it's it's kind of set back it's enclosed okay so you your experience in the cave where you fall in love with jesus and know him is when you pray individually when you go to mass receive the eucharist Okay, so I'm here to to tell you that. But guess what? You all are baptized into the priesthood of Christ as well. So if I preach to you Catholics in the pews about the cave, you're now called to preach to those outside the church in the world to get them here. That's not my job. That's your job. right? I preach to you sitting in a pew, but you preach to that person sitting whatever at Starbucks or, you know, at your your the desk in your office space whatever it might be to your children sitting on the couch watching tv your 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 family members i'm like elijah i'm sorry i'm like eli in the in the first reading you all are samuel remember the scene okay samuel's going to be the first prophet he, he's dreaming at night god is calling him samuel samuel but he doesn't know that it's god so he wakes up and he goes to find the the answer somewhere else so he goes to Eli for help. I'm here to tell you as Eli, look, look, God is calling you. He's saying, hey, Bob, Bob, uh, Mary, Mary, 
uh, Tony, Tony, Eileen, Eileen, whatever it might be. God is calling you. Don't go find your answer on the TV. Don't go to food or drink to find your answer. Don't go to money or your career, whatever it might be. Go to God. He's calling you. And then you will become like Eli and tell others to do the same. Yes, friends, the cave is a glorious place. It's where we want to be. May we enter it and live. Amen.